video gamer podcast number 450 the big four five nah it's not really that big because it's big when it's hundreds <laughs> so but it's a medium you're talking one yourself out of it yeah uh, it's, I, I, it's big oh it's not big i it's went big. into it thinking oh this is something you know it rolls over no, it from is, 449 450 is um, a milestone don't don't talk it down the um the yay sayer that you're hearing right now of course uh rich walker my uh, my co-pilot yeah. and uh the naysayer uh is josh wise your host and uh erstwhile um what what are you if you're in a podcast but before you're the host podcast member podcaster podcast staffer I don't, don't know, know what I am. I don't know what the words are. Who knows? Have anyway, you, have you even said it's the video gamer podcast yet? Because yeah. you talked, you, you just talked yourself out of the episode number, <laughs> and I think that <laughs> might have been glossed over. No, I I opened with it. I said video gamer podcast number four hundred and fifty. So you know, mm. they right. know they know what they're uh, they know what they're listening to. We know what we're saying. Well, actually, I don't this morning, but we'll Imagine see if that if, improves. Uh, people are clicking on this and. You say video game and podcast, and they're going, well, I thought this was the Joe Rogan experience. I, th- I thought this was the Vio Goober podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, but better yet, the, the Joe Rogan experience, where you can, um, you know, pick up all your uh, pandemic uh, information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All um, scientifically sound, 100% <laughs> accurate, and, uh, yeah, indisputable. Good, isn't it? <clears throat> mm. Um I got some big news for you this week, uh, courtesy of McVitie's. So I've oh, got yeah. to keep you. Uh, well, I sent Biscuit you a picture news. of them the other uh, the other day. Uh, did I send you a picture? I sent everyone a bloody picture of them. No, I've, I've um, got no picture. That's very unlike me. You'd be my first port of call. Anyway, yeah. Um, what's going on there? Yeah. Well, they've only gone and done these things, McVitie's Blissfuls. Oh no, you have. Of course, you have. Yeah. I thought I would have done. No, you I, did. Yeah. You did. You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's annoying for me because, on one hand, I'm like, oh, amazing. I know, I felt bad because it's like, oh, he can't have them. But then it's like, no, but he'd be annoyed if I didn't. He'd want to be kept abreast of developments. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't don't stop sending me um, stuff. You want to know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, they are ridiculous. Um, They they are, how to describe the blissful? They're sort of Um, shortbready things with chocolate and hazelnut stuff inside, you it's yeah. a crunchy biscuit. It's not. It's not a shortbread. It's, short it's, it's a. It's a. It's a crunchy biscuit base. Um, and <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and it's. I would say it's the uh, diameter of a golf ball, roughly. They're, they're not actually very big. Um, yeah. yeah. The 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 Oreo. You can chuck them in though. Of the you could what sorry you can chuck them in though. Oh yeah 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 oh. You're not you're not biting into them. You're chucking them in whole. You, you, you? You, 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 yeah, you can you can absolutely do it in one. Although there there is joy to be had, much like in the Oreo. If you're a specific kind of Oreo eater, in mm. biting a little bit, but then clasping the shell open uh, to reveal the gooey nuttiness inside. So basically, what it is, that's is like Nutella this, inside, basically. It's oh god, yeah. It's well. So I get the hazel. Well, I've had both flavors. I'll put that out there. I've had both. Oh, what's the um, other flavor? Well, the one I've got on my desk right now is uh, Belgian milk chocolate and caramel. Jesus, which is fucking insane. Filth. Um, the 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 hazelnut ones are better because you're right. It's basically Nutella, and I don't know what it is about hazelnut, but you just want to keep eating it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, and you're not these wrong. I, I got a bag of these bad boys, and. Uh, so yeah, 
it, yeah, a sort of crunchy biscuit shell, and you bite into it, and it's like pretty deep filled with basically Nutella, and in these ones, like a kind of Nutella with caramel swirled in as well. And it, it they are just you do the whole bag you do the whole bag like nobody's business it sounds Um, to me like they've fulfilled the remit promised by the the name of the biscuit sounds like they are blissful they are blissful and they have the old or at least i think it's the old uh mcvitie's logo stamped on the top of each one which if you don't know what it is kind of weird it's the little wheat thing the what sorry the little wheat um yeah no yeah it's like yeah like um but the it's like an M and a V, like an old sigil that you'd probably get on like mm-hmm. a wrought iron gate or something like that. It's like an wow. M with like a little curly bit in the middle and then a V that's like clasped onto the M and then a tiny little C at the top between the two arches of the M. It's a I weird mean, little sort you of... You must be excited because you've used the word clasp twice to describe that's true. these. Yeah. That's true. I, I do like a good clasp. I imagine um, you clasping them in your hands and people going, can I have one? And you go, no! <laughs> mine <laughs> yeah well you gotta be the bag is resealable but oh, yeah. i think that i think they've done that for legal reasons so that if they were taken to court they could say look we put you're the not, thing on there you're not so- resealing that bag are you <laughs> that bag's do- that's open and it's done yeah when you pull that pin it's um it's over although having said that there are how many there's a good sort of four or five in the bag there so you know what that's all you get no, I mean, I mean, sorry, the bag oh, I've currently over. torn oh, into. I, I have been. I was able to reseal it only because uh, we we were doing the podcast, and I thought, well, I won't mm, finish mm-hmm. these now. You know, I'll keep them in. So I've kept a few in there. I've done that's that's, that's doing well for me. Maybe but, one um, um, live as some sort of disgusting ASMR thing. Uh, oh yeah, biting yeah. into it and exposing the gooey innards. <laughs> People would love that, I'm sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially Having if I ch- inter- chewing in- sounds down there. <laughs> <laughs> We could do that on this pod if you want. I could just start eating them while you're talking. Nah, sorry. That could be could be quite good. Uh, have you got anything to, anything to report uh, vis a vis snack watch uh, or general life? We've been a little bit lax on the whole snack front. To be honest, we had a yeah. we had a nice curry recently. Um, oh. My first sort of takeaway curry since going vegan, actually, because I'd always go in for the chicken. Ah. Uh. And. Um, yeah, still good. I do, I do miss the texture. I think we'll have to get some vegan chicken, sort of fry it up and chuck it in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just make it a bit more interesting. But, you know, well, still good. I guess there's kind of like quite a bit of stuff that you could have uh, as a vegan, like yeah, when it loads. comes to Indian food. You could have like Sagaloo, you could have like yeah. some of the rice dishes and stuff. Like it'd be, still exactly. be a pretty good takeaway, really. A lot of chickpeas and lentils and, and all that stuff. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I haven't had an Indian in ages. I'd really like one now. Mm, never, I never sort of. Th- I never think about it. The last I, I had a I had a Chinese uh, meal on New Year's Eve, which was very very good. Little Chinese nice. uh, takeaway. I don't know if it's a restaurant. No, it's just a takeaway place that's near me. Really really good. Um, mm. But you know, I find Chinese food consistently reliable on the takeaway front. Yeah, I mean, In again, that- the chicken dishes was my go-to. You know? Oh yeah, salt and pepper, yeah. chicken, all that. Um, good lord, yes. Yeah. Again, that I mean, Chinese takeaway is a bit of a tricky one for a vegan. Again, unless you go yeah. in, you know, to sort of Wagamama and get in the Vigatsu. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is stuff. it just is it just because lots of the stuff is fried in like meat juices and sauces and things like that? Yeah, 
Yeah, and yeah. also actually, isn't isn't Katsu actually Japanese? I think Wagamama's as a whole is Japanese, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. <clears throat> uh, anyway, I'm getting mixed anyway. up, yeah. I got some bloody good stuff for you this week. Uh, oh, got yeah. some good, good, good news for you. I got some good games. Um, item number one in the news, which we'll, which we'll get to, is I put it as item number one just because it interested me personally. Um, but we also got that Nintendo showcase thing, so there's going to be a little bit of that. Um, oh yeah. Which I think. Did you see the Nintendo showcase? I, I saw some of it. Yeah, and um, some of it was quite exciting. Uh, it seemed to me that the the big thing was the Mario Kart eight track pass that thing. was kind of big everyone's yeah what was it like 95 tracks or something insane it, it, no, it's, no yeah. racing game needs that many tracks i'm sorry <laughs> it is <clears throat> it's absolutely bonkers and i think mm. it's it's ongoing until like the end of 2023 so it's yes yeah, too much you, know, you get a certain number a month but yeah absolutely mad um and and also some other little interesting rumors and bits but anyway let's um I'll pop a jingle down, yeah. and we can start talking about what we've been playing, because uh, big game this week, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't it's wait. It's a big Sounds game. good. It's, oh, yeah. Red light, load of cars in a line. I want to cross to the off-license. Guys coming up to the light, coming up too fast. It's a wreck. What's your plan? It's a wreck. What's your plan? It gives me a beep. What do you mean? He gives me a beep. Where are you gonna go? He gives me a beep. He was gesticulating in his car. He gives me a beep. Threw my hands up and he didn't beep again. He was a Horizon Forbidden West. So yeah, it's it's good. It's 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 ruddy good stuff. Um, mm. sequel to Horizon F- Zero Dawn, which came out in 2017. Yeah, I, f- I only finished that the other day. Like well, that's good. That's that's good news because yeah. one of the things that I was when I I um, was playing, especially when I first started Forbidden West, um, just the story. It was a bit like, oh shit, what's going on again? Um, they do like a recap video at the at the beginning of the game, which puts everything in quite broad strokes. But I yeah. still think if you've just finished Zero Dawn, um, you'd be you, you you'd be in much better position. What well, what did you think of Zero Dawn uh, on the whole? By the way. I loved it. I went straight into the Frozen Wilds thing afterwards and, and did that as well. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, I've, I've, that's mainly what I've been playing when I've not been reviewing stuff um, because, obviously, Forbidden West is out soon yes. um, and I didn't review it. So, um, yeah, I'm actually able to play this one at my own pace and enjoy it. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah. That is yeah. really, really nice. And yeah, all, the, you know, all the glowing reviews are like, oh, good. I'm glad it's... Yeah. Amazing. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those kind of uh, examples. I think of, of like uh, when's this happens. You know, I think it's certainly Batman, uh, the Arkham games, certainly mm-hmm. Uncharted, Assassin's Creed. There are some series where it's the sequel that's the one that really kind of catches fire. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I think this is one of them. And I think the reason this is one of them is that. Partly it's the setting. I think people just resonate with, you know, uh that part of you've got you've got like San Francisco, uh the sort yeah. of co- the coat the western coast of America sort of sweeping up through the desert lands, a kind of mm. Californian chunk, you know. Yeah. And uh I think you start I can't remember exactly where you start, but you go up through Nevada and then sort of westward. So I think it's a bit of that. <clears throat> hence the title, Forbidden West. Though actually I yeah. 
I can't remember uh, why it's forbidden, but, you know, suffice to say it is forbidden um, uh, because there's lots of nasty beasties there. Uh, well, and that's I think as good a reason as any. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just ta- it takes everything that was there in Zero Dawn um, mm. and sort of and sort of elevates it really, and just says, yeah, okay, but you know, let's have a lot more of that. And and the sort of lots of the weak points that were there uh, in 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 Zero Dawn um, have been addressed. You know, you've got sort of heightened uh, melee abilities, melee combos, and things That's like good. that. That's good. Yeah, and stuff. The melee was yeah. a little bit stilted in the original, and also yeah. I had an issue with the climbing mechanics in the original because. It was very prescribed. You had to adhere <laughs> to the route they'd painted out. Yeah. And any yeah. deviation or attempt to deviate from that route was just, no. You're, <laughs> you're not grabbing that ledge. It's, we haven't painted it. Yeah. Forget it. That is so classic, <clears throat> that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you know, where, where you're just knocking about, you, you, you're, not see, you're not seeing, where are all these you know, yellow painted cliffs in life? Because <laughs> I don't see them. No, I know. You know. I think if it's like a bit of subtle white paint, you know, <laughs> it still still ain't happening unless it's bird poo. Is yeah, it bird poo. But why is, why are the birds specifically pooing on the the grabbable ledges? <laughs> and also, Maybe do you want to put your hands in bird poo? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. No. <laughs> well, the good news is is that uh, Aloy, who is the returning uh, heroine, she can climb an awful lot of stuff. You can still do the Skyrim-y thing where you can sort of jump. Uh, she's got a very, very vertical jump, which is I right. think was the same in Zero Dawn. You could yeah. probably vouch for that. You press X and she bullets straight up rather mm. than over. Um, so you can still kind of glitch your way. Remember in Skyrim how you could just sort of glitch your way up a mountain if you just yeah. sort of jump, you know. You can still do that, but she now will grab all sorts of 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 handholds and if you if you click to do a little pulse from her uh, bluetooth earpiece dongle um, thing I like um that. yeah <laughs> focus focus, focus. Wasn't it? yeah 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 uh it will highlight all of the grabbable things in 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 a sort of yellow little sort of data point so it's almost like well it makes sense in the fiction because she's got her focus to highlight it but on the other hand if you think it's dumb you could just not click that and just just mm. looks like she's climbing a rock face which and it's like she'll just find if you just hold up on the analog stick she'll just find the right hand holds that right. she needs to go straight up. That you know. sounds better. Yeah, it is. It it is. I mean, there are also those bits where it's you know you've got the yellow bits and it's just like jump to the yellow bit. But Ghost of Tsushima did that where it was just like you don't need to press anything other than the direction you want Jin to sort of like leap in. Yeah, if you remember that, it, it was kind of kind of the same as kind of Uncharted well, as, as well, and and actually <laughs> New Tomb Raider, New Tomb Raider as well. Although yeah. I think in Uncharted or at least. You have to actually press jump as well, yeah. right? Or not, or not all the time. Like sometimes he will just grab, but in this one, the direction actually just makes them jump, which is kind of nuts. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff. There's a grappling hook this time. There's a a, a sort of paraglider floaty umbrella thing that lets. Well, her she had a around. grappling hook before, didn't she? But she just used it to rappel down. That's she didn't right. Really do much else with it? No, it was always and it and again, it was like rappel down from very set points. Yeah. Yeah, you know. exactly. Whereas in this, it's like if you fall from any height, you can activate the glide and go go nutty. Um, nice, and it's like and that. it's good stuff. But yeah, she's got the grappling hook, and it's like Batman style. So like it'll actually um, zip her, it'll sort of spirit her up into the air as it as it kind of mm. reels her in like a fish. You know, nice, nice, um, nice. Sort of leap off stuff. Oh, and just I'm loads, loads more. 
loads more beasts and stuff like that. Like some of the mm. animal designs in it are uh, just it's, it's just sort of like bigger and yeah. more. Do you know one of my uh, favourite things in games is like a little battle of attrition like that, but where you're picking apart an enemy. I love yes. it in like shmups where you got to you know destroy all the little turrets <laughs> yeah. and then expose the little weak spot. You know, this this Absolutely. is like that, and yeah, I love that stuff. I don't know what it is, but it appeals to something. It's something there, isn't there? I, yeah, yeah. That I enjoy. I know. I'm the same way, and they remind me. I'm always surprised at how good the combat is in Horizon. It's like I, oh, I it's sort great. of I forget actually. Oh, they are because you know what they basically are. I think the success of them really. It's the closest thing that we have to a blockbuster, more user friendly, and populist version of monster hunter it's just like oh, yeah, well what yeah. if monster hunter was actually it only took 10 minutes at most instead of half an yeah. hour to 40 yeah. minutes um yeah you know and, the and combat actually was nice and fluid instead of really <laughs> labored <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well and mainly it's like you know you don't have to go on game facts and just research mm. a shit ton of stuff about your opponent and kind of a little bit less just a little bit more prescribed it's got the prescription stuff where it counts i think that's Right. what horizon does well you know it's like you know it, it'll walk you through you, you you're coming up against a big old um massive uh dinosaur thing and it'll say you know these are the plates that if you hit these ones it'll expose its core you just kind of walk you through it a little bit if you want it to you know mm. um but yeah it's it's a certain kind of game that i think uh sony does quite well which is uh and it sounds like it's a criticism but i don't mean it as a criticism at all in fact i think it's what appeals to a lot of people it's um it feels like it's a sequel to assassin's creed 2 it feels okay. like we're in like a parallel world where uh some people kind of said well let's go the black flag route and go really sandboxy uh, and then ultimately we end up at something like breath of the wild which is really systems driven which is a sort of true sort of open world game that lets you really experiment and do anything in any order that you like and then yeah. the other the other branch which broadly we didn't go down as much um <clears throat> is like well actually what if um what if we kept it quite controlled? What if we what if we what if we used the same things that people enjoy but just made them bigger and just did more of them? And yeah. There is that sense when you're playing things like Ghost of Tsushima, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, you sort of think like uh it's it's almost like this is this is an action game, basically. This is a linear action game, but it happens to be set in an open world. Yeah, that, that to me is the ideal kind of balance. Yeah, um, I wish. Yeah. I sort of wish Assassin's Creed leaned more towards that kind of route. Absolutely, me too, man. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, Just more on that. I tell you what. More on that later. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's an interesting news nugget about Assassin's Creed that we'll get. That we'll get. Yeah. To, uh, You're uh, excited about that potentially. I, aren't you? I am quietly, and but yeah. but yeah. Um, but no, this the we um, can't be quietly excited about it because we need to talk about it. That's true. Work, I'm going to have to podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to be yeah moderate volume. Let's say uh, <laughs> audible I'll, at least. I'll, I'll be at least audible. Yeah, and and well mannered about it. Good. Good. Um, good. But uh, but there are some amazing things in it. I, d I don't know. 
Uh, I don't want to spoil things for people. I know some some people care very much about. I will say this much: um, I really don't care about the story um, in 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 Horizon. I know it's. I know. I, that, I don't either. No. It's, oh, that's yeah. good to hear, actually, because you're yeah. one of the only people I've spoke. Because you know, it's funny. Um, well, it's not funny. It's just, it's just what people enjoy, I suppose. But I, you know, you sort of go on the internet and um, <clears throat> you sort of read around. When my review was published, I then sort of started mm. reading other people's reviews, and people really dig it. You know, people really are into the plot, and they kind of want to know, oh, well, what, you know, what's the history exactly of these... You know, really getting into the mythology, and... Well, I mean, I, I like it on a fundamental level, but I'm not yeah. prepared to go deep into the lore. Like, by the time I got to the end of the Frozen Wild stuff, I was like, yeah, all right, enough of this. Enough I, of I was that. actually yeah. skipping some of the dialogue, which <laughs> I, I don't tend to do that. no. But I was no. like, oh, it's just a load of blather, and I don't really understand what they're talking about, and, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm not bothered. Um, <laughs> I agree completely. I can, yeah. Agree. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I find um, there are moments in uh, Horizon where you will have to do something, but and the person that's giving you that quest <clears throat> will say, oh. Um, you know, go over to so-and-so, get the who'sy what's it, and come back here. You think, all right, fair enough. Uh, because, I don't know, let's say the water in the village is dried up. In fact, that actually is one. So, you know, spoiler okay. alert for that. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were any water dried oh, up missions. I've ruined, ruined it. Ruined it. Um, oh. <laughs> but they'll do those things where you'll have a load of different dialogue options, right? And yeah. one of the dialogue options is let me go and fix the water thing then. And there's like four other options and the four other options are just like, when did the water run out? Yeah. Tell, tell me about your tribe's history relying on this water. Uh, who <laughs> did you... Just fix the water. Oh, you just know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get on with it. No, you're it's like, right. It's the, yeah, I feel... For some reason, I usually feel like I have to exhaust all of those no, so do options I. as well. Yeah, no, but me in, too. In this, I'm just like, nah, just go straight to the... the, the it's marked, isn't it? Like, it has the little yeah. objective diamond. It's got a little diamond Just go straight to it. that. Just, just give me that one. I'm off. I don't care. I totally, man. And I actually, I will trigger the other things and just sort of, I won't skip them outright. But because it comes up on subtitles, I can read much quicker than the voice act. I feel bad right. for these talented voice actors doing no, all I know. But I will just blast through it. I will read it very quickly and 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 press X and sort of interrupt them mid sentence, which is very fun to anyone listening to that. Um, you just yeah. hear voice actors going. Hup. And I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you could just sort of cut them off. Um, so there's a lot of that, and and I think, but unfortunately, I think a lot of that is where a lot of the mythology is delivered. That and yeah. read readable emails from a thousand years ago. But and I think the dinosaur robots are really really cool. But it's not like Rapture, you know. It's not like oh, I actually really want to know like when they built this thing and mm. why they built it. And I want to know about the fountain. You know, I want to know about Andrew Ryan. I want to know about Fontaine. I want to know about Atlas. You know, there's like, there are some games where it just grabs you. Prey, uh, the 2017 Prey was another one. It's like, I wanted to know about Thecla and the history of the Talos one. And just some things grab you and other things don't. And there's something about Horizon where it's just like, they're talking about Gaia and Hephaestus and all these AIs and you know, Ted Farrow, you know, starting the plague of the... And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just be killing these dinosaurs. It's fine, yeah. you know? Well, it's like and I get I get 
like what's happened and I sort of know why it's happened. Yeah. So I don't really need to know any more than <laughs> no. that, thanks. <laughs> Not really. Not unless like you really want to get into the nitty gritty of who said what and why and, and yeah. look, but look, the whole thing apparently look but pe- people do like it anyway. You get real people who are really invested in the plot and fair play to them. Fair play. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. you know, if that's what you if there's let me tell you, there's plenty of it there if that's what you're into. But fortunately, you know, there is there is also a lot a lot of other stuff. And I should I should also say man uh, this is the, i mean and this is i'm not usually one for i try and avoid uh hyperbole where i can because it mm, doesn't really hyperbole. help anyone yeah hyperbole yeah um but put simply it's it's possibly the you know the best graphics i've ever seen it's fucking I've, stupid yeah, i've heard it's, that. <laughs> yeah. it's like i mean it, i like to specify i would just say uh, the way it renders vapor and light. Uh, I mean, the decimal engine is is ridiculous. Anyway, to yeah. anyone who played Death Stranding, especially mm-hmm. the PS5 one, or the, or but even the PS4 one, and it's the same with yeah. Zero Dawn. Um, in fact, there was a patch for Zero Dawn to put that in 60, and it looks stunning on the PS5. Anyway, but it th- that that engine is gorgeous when it does those things. Forbidden West just and cause I played on a uh, on a PS5 and uh, yeah. I understand it probably just looks brilliant on a PS4 as well but I can only vouch for yeah. the PS5's version. Um, well, we've got um, a comparison video on our uh, YouTube video channel on if you want to go watch it. PlayStation Reserve Trophies Network. Reserve yeah, yeah, Network. Yeah. Oh, res- uh, res- right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, YouTube channel. If if you're curious <coughs> about that, but yeah. Fair enough. Little plug. Um, <laughs> little plug. And uh, but just like there's like rainforests and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know you're just looking at, at these vast hills, and the draw distance is just limitless, and the clouds yeah. hanging over the mountains and stuff, and it just stopped me in my tracks, and it's just like it's really visually just stunning. If you've got a 4K TV or you've got you know HDR or whatever you've got. Um, this is like a bloody advert for, for 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 one of those TV. They could put this game on an advert for a yeah, Sony yeah. Bravia or whatever, and it would. Just, oh, they probably will. They probably will. Yeah, mm. they probably bloody will. But it's ve- it's very very pretty, and of course now it's got these big underwater segments, which is the other thing that's going to sell a lot of people. I think you know, mm. lots of San Francisco has been submerged, so there's these huge sea monster style things, which I was not keen on because yeah, I <clears throat> I hate the ocean. It, it freaks me out. And having to swim around in the depths with these huge, what are they called? Tide rippers, I think they're called. Right. They're like basically like. I love huge... the names they give to the, the <laughs> yeah, monsters. It's they great. are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a toy range, doesn't yeah. it? Tide ripper. Uh, tide ripper. You'd have little yeah. sort of launchable <laughs> saw blade Did things. Buzzsaw style yeah. discs. Yeah, it would, yeah. yeah. My favourite one is probably the clamber jaw, which oh, is. That's um, good, yeah. Well, look, it's a robot monster. Slither fang. Slitherfang oh, is good. It's a massive oh, King Cobra. That is did you great. say robot monkeys? I just said a robot monkey. Oh, and it are they like, like little apes or are they sort of gorillas? I would describe them as big nasty baboons, but oh, they okay. fr- they sort of frolic and they, they make do, monkey sounds. Uh, uh, sort, sort of robot of, monkey sounds. But if like they do ro- that, I mean, <laughs> I've already bought this game, but. <laughs> But you, you know. want to buy it again just to yeah. support <laughs> exactly. uh, me- mechanised baboon warfare. Yeah, yes. it's sort of a robot sort of scream. I would do it on the podcast, but I think it'd pop the mic. Um, so, but hey, but also military working on that robot monkey they, oh, monkeys for war. I I I, I don't robot know. I don't. I, they really should be because let me mm. tell you what they're terrified. They do backflips willy nilly when they don't really oh. need to. Um, 
and that's great. That's and like me, about I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just do backflips for no reason. Just to sort of taunt people, as if yeah. to say, well, I can do a backflip, so... Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, really. I think it's, you know, I can totally understand someone coming to Horizon Forbidden West and saying, well, you know, it's not pushing the envelope. It's, it is what it is, and it is a certain kind of blockbuster template spectacle. Uh, and I think that's a defensible viewpoint. I think that's completely fair. I, you, you could look at it and go, yeah, it's you know, it's more of the same, but but better, and that's great. But you know, I'm after something brand new. That's a totally mm. valid thing. But I will say that there's also nothing wrong with uh, iterative. No. There's a certain there's a certain kind of joy, uh, which which I think it's easy to sneer at. Um, but there's a certain kind of joy in uh, the spectacle of, 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 of a blockbuster. Well, just in the spectacle of a video game where, mm. you know, every square inch of the screen, um, you know, has has had millions and millions of dollars lavished upon it. Well, Zero Dawn was you great know. as well, but you could identify things that needed improving. And yeah, it sounds yeah. like they've addressed those things. They have. In, lar- in large part, they have. There's still, there's still something... Like, the facial animations are really, really good now. Yeah. Um, all of the... Because they looked a bit static and weird in Zero Dawn. They were decent. Uh, the, I mean, they were pretty they, good. They, they Playing they were, they were it good. again, I was like, you know... PS4 era, four, year, yeah. four or five years ago. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, it was a little bit like Witcher 3, wasn't it? They sort of stood mm. there, and the graphics were good, but it wasn't... Well, now it's like mocap, and it looks like really good, like really emotive and stuff. Right. Um, oh, wow. Really, okay. really stunning. But what I will say is, uh, and, we, and this is uh, high praise, I think, is that <clears throat> it's the first game I've, I've played where... Uh, and it, it hit me when I was I was near the San Francisco bit of the game, and I was in a a, a, a jungle uh, environment, which was really beautiful. And I thought to myself, uh, the the stuff I'm seeing now in this jungle is the same graphics, if not more, as the jungle in Uncharted Four, except this one really um, is an open world. Yeah. And that revelation of... Because that was the whole thing with Naughty Dog. They do these stunning things and you think, fair enough. And But one of the reasons they are able to do it is because it is tightly controlled and linear. And so they can mm. lavish more production in a controlled space and wind up with these unbelievable spectacles, right? And so when I was playing Forbidden West, one of the things was just like, shit, they've done it. Like that, that the, the, this just looks like, like Naughty Dog, but an open world. And that... that that was huge. That's huge. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, um, but yeah. yeah no, also, that big time. quick shout out to. Um, I feel bad that Jurassic Park as a franchise has been. Re- I think this is fair to say relatively shortchanged by video games on the whole. I know people like yeah. those roller coaster building ones, and, and and you. In fact, you quite like those what, Jurassic the, the World theme park uh, thing. The yeah, theme yeah. park, uh, you know, and of course that harks back to Operation Genesis. And I liked Warpath Jurassic Park, which was a kind of fighting game on PS One. But there are moments when I'm playing Forbidden Dawn. Forbidden Dawn, Forbidden West, <laughs> and uh, I came up against this thing called yeah. a sl- uh, what's it called? Um, uh, it's it's basically a Spinosaurus from Jurassic right. Park Three. Uh, it's called a Slaughter Spine, nice. um, and it's just it's it's bigger than a Thunderjaw. It's like a big, oh jeez, you know, it's because it's, the it's first like, time you meet a Thunderjaw is like, oh my oh, god, ah, yeah, it's it's insane. Well, the first yeah. time you see a Slaughter Spine, it's like from a distance on a beach, and I oh. just couldn't believe. I was like. 
oh, this will transition to cutscene when I draw near, because that's clearly not... And it just didn't. Mm. It was just like, oh, no, that's just a beast I'm going to fight now. That's insane. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing that, and I'm seeing robot pterodactyls fly ahead, overhead, and I'm thinking... Mm. You know, they've done it. A bit like John Hammond says in Jurassic Park 1. It's like, you know, you, you've done it. You son of a bitch, you've actually done it. You know, it's like, it's like it's the promise of a Jurassic Park game, except they happen to be robots. And I Isn't that what felt Jeff Goldblum's like, character says? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Well, yeah. Ian Malcolm. It, he, Ian Malcolm, as he mm. saw the um, the Brontosaurus. <clears throat> yeah. And I just sort of thought, yeah. Brachiosaurus. Like, sorry. I thought, I thought it was a Brontosaurus. <laughs> nah, Brachiosaurus. <laughs> I've got to pick right. you up on these things because the listeners will have you otherwise. Sorry, Dr. Grant. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant. Yeah, well, that's... No, you can't get me on that one. No, I just joking. opted not to say his first name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There are moments like that where I just thought I almost felt bad for Jurassic Park because it's like it's eating Jurassic Park's lunch, you know. If if mm. Jurassic Park could muster a game like this, because a lot of people, I think the robots probably put them off, and they're like, "I wish it was this," but the dinosaurs were actually real. Um, and I can understand that. Like <laughs> you that's couldn't pick cool them apart, well. though, could you? They wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't have bits flying off them and stuff. That would just be that's, strange. <laughs> that's also true. Yeah, yeah. that aspect. Of, oh my you, Monster Hunter! They got plenty of bits flying off them, and they're organic. That's true, but they're also fabricated Ima- so imaginary those bits yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah just whacking a little arm off a t-rex one yeah, of his little so arms can't be playing fast and loose with that <laughs> yeah. oh dear no it's it's, it's it's jolly good stuff and i had a lot of fun uh with with forbidden west i think it is very beautiful and mm-hmm. i think if you like to you like zero dawn you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah. yep. you, you crack on. Let me know what you think next week, perhaps. Oh, I shall. Yeah. Although uh, we won't, you know, go on and on about it like we have today. No, just a little update. Yeah, just a little update. Like, yeah, it's good, Josh. Yeah. Tell well, me no, about them Josh, clam- wrong, clamber jaws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you might, you might not, you might not like it. I doubt you'll I doubt not like it. it. You'll no, probably like yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah um, definitely. In the meantime, King of Fighters 15. It's coming mm. out, the, I want to say, this week. Well, if you've bought the digi- uh, Digital Deluxe Edition, it's a bit of a tongue twister, that. Yeah. Um, you can play it now. You, you could have played it since yesterday. but um, Fancy, very fancy. Be an early adopter. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's out for everyone else on Thursday. Um, yeah. And it's very good. Um, yeah. I'm kind of a latecomer to King of Fighters. So am um, I. But it's great. It's such a good series of fighting games. It's interesting, isn't it? I didn't know mm. about <coughs> King, of, King of Fighters, really. For, for me, lots of the um, SNK stuff, which is the company that make it, uh, mm. things like Metal Slug, uh, yeah. although I absolutely adored Metal Slug. Whenever I, whenever I was a kid in an arcade and I saw oh, Metal, Metal Slug Metal, stood out, yeah, didn't it? Absolutely. It was, like, what it was is that? just sublime. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what SNK did really well. I think the Neo Geo arcade system and obviously the Neo Geo yeah. pop pocket color and thing like Essex they always produced like really beautiful graphics for their time mm-hmm. like that 16-bit thing you know it's yeah. really rich pixel art but lo- anyway lots of that stuff always felt a little bit off limits to me because Neo Geo oh, so very, very 
very expensive prohibitively yeah. expensive console that was yeah so it, it, yeah that was always just a treat you know to play the arcade and if you got you it know. in the arcade that was big yeah. time and a kid in my school had a neo geo pocket color which i was surprised to learn recently actually it was only 70 pounds on release it was actually cheaper oh, than right. the game boy advance but that's the exception not the rule uh, yeah yeah you, ordinarily neo geo is exorbitantly expensive but mm. anyway uh so things like uh, king of fighters uh, certainly recently wind jammers which i've loved very much yes um, <clears throat> And uh, mm. the thing we were just talking about, Metal Slug as well, they always felt like those really cool, kind of unobtainable games. Yeah. And I always felt that way, because the people that love King of Fighters like, really love it. It's like a real cult thing, you know? Well, um, deservedly so. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, so I've, I've been playing 15, and I didn't know that... Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't really actually know the premise. If you'd have asked me, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that primarily, though there is a 1v1 mode, it, the whole thing of King of Fighters is you have three people. Yeah, 3v3 I, I, team battles. 3v3. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not a tag team scenario. You know, like no. unlike Tekken, unlike Marvel versus Capcom, you can't tag out. You, oh. you can beat your opponent. You can choose the order of your three people for each battle, but yep. other than that, they you won't, they only when they get KO'd, then your next one comes in. And I actually yep. just didn't know that, didn't appreciate it. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, well, I played fourteen on the PlayStation, so um, yeah, a little bit of um, ah, grounding yes. for it. But yeah, I, I I kind of was more into Fatal Fury growing up. That was more sort of my era. Yeah, and King yeah, of yeah, Fighters sure. kind of passed me by a little bit because it started in nineteen ninety four. Yes, and I was obsessed yeah. with Street Fighter at that point. So anything oh, else was yeah. just, you know, Back, background forget noise. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and one of the things I really like about King of Fighters, especially, well, I can only speak for fifteen, but it does a really weird thing. It takes away the uh, sum of the complexity of a game like Street Fighter in terms of how specific moves are activated, in mm. favor of having all of the characters in the game obey a certain set of special moves. So you'll yeah. have your evades left and right. You've then got, uh, I think it's called, some, yeah, it's when you block a move and immediately evade left or right out of it, you get a little oh, sort it's of counter like a evade. cancel thing, yeah. Like a, and then there's, a, there's yeah. a, another one which is the same thing, but an offensive variant where you block a move and immediately go into a parry hit. Mm-hmm. Um and they they all have that. You've got the you've got the sort of the buttons that you have to press to quickly get up when you get knocked down. Um, so it's it's about precision. It's about speed, um, and it's also about fundamentals. But the but the way it balances it is really really interesting because you can actually do very very complex, well, very very visually impressive complex. You know, long combos and screen burning special moves with very very simple inputs. Yeah, the rush rush inputs. So yeah, you can hammer one button and get results. Um, although you can't <laughs> spam that, I noticed. No, you can't. It doesn't let yeah. you, which is good. So you yeah. you know you can bust that out in a pinch, but you can't keep relying on it as a crutch. No, which um, is a really nice sort of gently pushing you towards being an in, a more interesting mm, player i think it's, yeah. it's a nice it's, but and lots and lots of the special moves as well lots of like the rush combos um some of the really really big ultra special moves you you could sort of just do with traditional like quarter rotation quarter rotation heavy punch mm-hmm. heavy kick and that, but then none of them are that difficult um no. it's just much more about 
it appeals to me because it's 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 to do with fundamentals it's like here's a thing of technical skill you've got a block evade a block counter lots of what you're doing is about positioning and the ability to quickly get back up off the floor and then your character's relative strengths and weaknesses you don't really need to worry about doing it because none of none of that part of the game it's it's almost like will take the complexity from one bit of Street Fighter and move it into another bit of Street Fighter, if you know what I mean. So we'll take yeah. about all the all the input stuff and actually make it about something else. The one thing I'll say about it as well, um, I'm not overly keen on the characters that like no. none of them can hold. They're they're fine. It's just that when you put them up against like Street Fighter, mm. they're not. Uh, you know that lots of them are very much. I mean, I mean, there's just visually like they're, they're, there's cool characters and stuff, but like there's a guy in it who's basically Ken. I think his name's Rio, confusingly. Um, <laughs> but he looks just he's got like blonde hair, and you can put oh. in a red gi or a white gi. Um, right. Okay. And he's, he's he's actually got a Shoryu Ken as well. In fact, the word he shouts out even sounds a bit like it. Um, Hold on, are you thinking of the guy in the sort of orangey yellow gi? Actually, Rio sucks. Sazaki or something I think yes possibly yeah mm. uh, I think I'm thinking of him he's quite quite thick set and quite heavy hitter he was sort of the person I would put at the head yeah. of uh, ahead of my team but you know so sort of pe- people like that which and there's another fellow who wears headphones and looks like a bit of a twat um, <laughs> just sort of like visually I yeah. kind of look at the character they, they feel like Street Fighter wannabe knockoffs in their visual design for me, which is maybe a little harsh of a thing to say, but from someone who like loves Street Fighter Five more like recently, it's just kind of like, and maybe maybe the King of Fighter fans would like disagree with me on this because they like love the series, and so for them the characters are really iconic. But that was that was one of my sort of negative takeaways. But on the whole, I agree with you, man. I think it's bloody fun and Mm. sort of you know technically quite punishing. Where where does it rank for you in terms of like? Obviously, Street Fighter is like your sort of top, top of the pedestal. Yeah. I mean, that's the Holy Grail, yeah. I mean, Street Fighter of... 4, Street Fighter 2, 3 as well, actually. They're the kind of the pinnacle. 5, yeah. I don't know, not so much. Didn't really I really, I really like 5. Way. I it's like it, not... but it's not, it's not the same sort of um, obsession that I've had with it as those no. other games. No, and I, I think 4 was a kind of particular special moment with street fighter yeah. as well so like th- there's an aspect of five where it's like well it's never going to have the impact partly because four was the first we'd seen of that graphical style as well mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it can't really impress in the same way but below street fighters does does king of fighters rank like pretty highly for you like what's your second place do you think well i don't know if it's second place but i think it deserves obviously a place within that kind of pantheon of yeah. great fighting games yeah. I'd probably put Tekken 7 because that's another one that I really got into and grew up with as yeah, a team. Same, same. Um, yeah, you know, that was a d- defining PlayStation game back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess it's what you grow up with and what you, you know, play the most of. And, and I guess because Cough was never really in the background for me. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of, it feels like it's a bit of a an also ran. Yeah, um, it feels it feels like an also ran, but in a, but also in a way that's like really appealing. Like when I think of King oh, yeah. of Fighters, I do think like, oh, it's the hipstery one. It's the one I was never able to play because mm. of the Neo Geo. It's like the cool, different one I don't know much about, and that's <laughs> it. Might be shallow, but I find stuff like that really appealing. Do you know what um, as well though? Mortal Kombat is always great oh, as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's easy yeah. to forget, sort of. 
amid all the gore and the fatalities and everything that Mortal Kombat is a cracking fighting game. I can't vouch for the some of the more modern Mortal My golden oh, I, I adore Mortal Kombat from one, two, three, not so much four, um, and uh, uh, Deadly Alliance and yeah. Deception. Yeah. But that's Roundabout Deception, which was the sequel to Deadly Alliance, is where I sort of. I didn't check out, and I have played the newer one, the one that was just called Mortal Kombat, I did play that was kind of like a, a kind of reason. So that was nine. And you you that need was to nine, play Mortal yeah. Kombat 11. Mm well I, I like them but but from what i've played of them um it's the gore that's still there like the gore is really really cool but the actual underlying fighting i always prefer tekken okay is that well, I, I don't know if that's I, it always seems to me but uh, i think i'm not as familiar with the modern mortal Kombat, so i'd have right. to i'd have to sort of play a load of them get it in my no, head they're great. i always i always have tekken in my head as like the superior technical fighter um, right yeah then, but mortal Kombat for the vibe and the gore but uh, yeah anyway um Right, I got I got a bloody fire up the news cannon for you. Uh, we, we've we've talked too long. We have about games, we have. but you know that's what mm-hmm. we're here for, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have a jingle. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you're just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. Brush, brush, brush. Bit of toothpaste. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. I'll spit. <laughs> I like a healthy lava. You can only spit so much. News item number one. This one's cool. Uh, Want to get your thoughts on this one? Don't know how I feel about it. Potentially exciting. Uh, Resident Evil Four remake, uh, which is exciting anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is reportedly going for a spookier tone. Um, so this is according hmm. to Fanbyte. Um, they're reporting on some of the new rumoured details, uh, and, and uh, they have sources close to the project, apparently. Um, right. According to them, Capcom intends to reveal the remake formally this year, quite early on. And the sources uh, also corroborate last year's reports that development was switched from Capcom's M2 studio, which are the people that worked on the remake of Resident Evil 3, uh, and it's and now uh, the team that's leading development on the remake of 4 is the team that led development on Resident Evil 2, which I think is just called Capcom A1 Division or something like that. Right. Um, apparently they're going to make changes to Resi 4 canon. Uh, according to them the famous opening village scene will now take place at night to give the remake an overall darker and spookier tone this is apparently something Capcom wants to continue across the whole game taking direct inspiration uh, from the original cancelled version of Resident Evil 4 on top of this uh, Fanbyte claims that the remake will flesh out some of the game's supporting characters so Assignment Ada and Separate Ways the two bonus campaigns will now be fused together and expanded into a a, a sort of catch-all side story but Mm. it it is unclear uh, if the Ada story will come uh, you know, as DLC, or will be part of the game. Overall, it's worth bearing in mind, Capcom haven't confirmed officially even that there's a Resident Evil 4 remake happening, so yeah. take all this with a pinch of salt, but how, how do you feel about that, man? Um, I don't know. I suppose... It, let's, let's just say, for <sighs> argument's sake, if it's true, and we'll respond yeah. to it as if it were true. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, our yeah, pinch, yeah. pinches of salt out of the way, but... Uh, how do you feel about the opening sequence potentially taking place at night instead? I, I, I don't know if I like that. I thought part of the weirdness of it is that it was day. It was daylight, so you're not expecting it to be weird. Yeah. And so when it does go, it's like oh god, you know. And the, the fact that they did make it eerie and weird and strange at daytime, 
yeah. was was effective. I, I don't I know. I thought it, that it, was like the whole thing about four was just like holy fuck! It's the first time yeah. we've seen daylight in Resident Absolutely. Evil. Absolutely. And also, how do we make it spookier? Uh, set it at night. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. It's, oh, like all the like, other ones. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, that like, I don't know. It just seems it's, daft. It feels, but more than just daft, it feels weirdly naive yeah. for, a, for a studio that makes horror games to go, well, what's spookier? Uh, nighttime? Nighttime, scary, innit? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was the sort of genius of, of Thor, I think. And then, of course, when it does turn into night, it is all the more scary, particularly yeah. when you're in the you're in the farmhouse and it's raining outside. You know, well, like the night- churchyard with the, oh, the freaky dogs. I mean, that yeah. shit me up. And it's like lightning and shit. That don't yeah. get me wrong. Nighttime is scary, but it's like that's when you take it up a notch. You don't exactly. want to use that right at the beginning. Lead into <clears> it. <throat> yeah, I hope I hope that rumor is untrue. Yeah, because that yeah. that's it's shite. I think so. I mean, it could be good. Don't get me wrong. It's just that it would be a shame if it was just like night all the time and uh, uh, there was a question for me where it's like you know can you still do Resident Evil 4 now and it be as camp and daft as it was while still being scary because the tone of the remakes is very much more serious yeah you know you're not gonna have Salazar fucking running around with his little tricorn hat which is a shame I which is potentially a shame no so do I yeah so the do thing I is, and, uh, the thing is there's a there's a tightrope to be walked here because yeah. You go off too far to one side and you end up with Resident Evil Village. Do you know what I mean? You've got... It's a fine line. Yeah, well, we, as we all know, that game's a masterpiece, mate, so but I don't know what you're reason, about. for some reason... Yeah, but for some reason, I'll totally accept Salazar with his stupid marionette thing. That's fine. But for some yeah. reason, all the stuff in Village that I had a problem with... Yeah. Like, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. Well, Salazar, it was, brilliant. Salazar, good stuff, you know. Uh, I don't frog, know what the rules are. Frogfella. Well, the rule, yeah, there are, it's a weird, I, I agree with you, it doesn't seem frog to make fella. sense. What's that? You know, that frog fellow who, he was like made out of frog spawn and he was, he was in the lake and that. In oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, there's far. just some stuff that doesn't but whatever look I'm not getting into bloody Resident Evil Village talk no, now no no no, no. But, sorry <clears throat> no I, bloody yeah I don't know and the rumours are that apparently M2 Studio were going to go their own way with Resident Evil 4 and really make it sort of like they want they wanted to do it a little bit far far out and sort of change things but then they brought it back and decided to go faithful and apparently the sort of high ups at Capcom actually preferred the idea that they not be that faithful that they do make big changes I mean, so it's I'm it's all for big changes you know cuz Resident Evil 4 is always going to be there to play yeah. in its you know unaltered state it doesn't yeah, take sure. away from that no. but at the same time I I do feel like some decisions could work against it I do. If they're I not do. careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you you miss an opportunity to create something that's brilliant. That's the thing. It's like, mm. no, it, no, it doesn't impact the original thing. But also, you have this opportunity to greatly do that legacy proud. And, you know, if you fuck it, you've kind of like, oh, yeah, we made a bit of a shitter on that one. But yeah. who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll await the... Um, <clears throat> The official reveal from Capcom, which, by the way, they're t- uh, Capcom's teasing an announcement this weekend with a mysterious countdown timer on its website. Uh, general feeling is that it's got something to do with Street Fighter. Well, because it coincides with like the the uh, pro league 
yeah, Pro Tour season final. Pro to- yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's what it seems to count down towards. Mm. But I did think, oh, I saw this Resident Evil one, and then I saw that one. I thought, oh, maybe, but probably not. But it, you know, if that thing's true and it's early this year, I wait with bated breath for some sort of teaser trailer for for the Resi Four remake. Mm. It's, you know, it's big. It's big stuff. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed. So what we were talking about earlier, when uh, me and Rich were talking about open worlds was, uh, you know, the kind of more controlled, you know, I don't want to use the word linear, but more modest template of an open world, circa Mm. 2008, 2009. Um, Apparently, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, is is due for, and again, this is is rumours, but uh, is due for a standalone spin-off that's reportedly coming either late this year... Or next year. Uh, This is according to Bloomberg and its sources. The new game is codenamed Rift, and it will be a smaller, standalone project, uh, and more focused on stealth. And apparently people familiar with the project have said that it will feature Basim, who is an actual member of the Assassin Order, and who I remember from the first opening bit of Valhalla, and it was a big deal that you actually saw an Assassin who was wearing a white robe with a red belt, and had a hidden blade, and actually did the thing that the series is called what it's called because of. (laughs) So, (laughs) but like... Uh, and I've I've said on this podcast before I don't like the direction that that, that no. AC's gone in. I I I know people do, and fair play. And actually, I don't mind. Like it's there are plenty of good Assassin's Creed games to play. I don't feel like I'm losing out massively. It's like if that's the way the series wants to go in, fair enough. But apparently, there's a hunger for old school Assassin's Creed. Reports are that it early plans included that it could be set in the city of Baghdad, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it will apparently get rid of the open world format of recent Assassin's Creed games, focus more on stealth, uh, be a little bit smaller. How do you feel about that? Do you? Because I know you like Creed, modern Creed, more than I do. I do, but, are but you, I'm also yeah. I am also starting to be put off by the size of them. I mean, you know, hundred hours plus, I, I could do without that in my <laughs> Assassin's Creed. To be honest, yeah. I got I got sick of Valhalla after. Yeah. After I after I dispensed with the story and all that, I I felt no compulsion to do every bloody tomb and every little bit of crap and no, collect no. this and oh you know, it's like <laughs> enough already. Yeah, I don't need it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. If if they're doing this, I, I that was that's like the one thing. That's why I was a little bit more excited for Valhalla. Um, because they said before, and let's not forget, this whole thing could be an out and out lie. As it oh, yeah. was when when they said, "Oh, Valhalla will actually be quite a lot smaller, and it'll only be thirty <laughs> hours." It's like, well, yeah, will it? Because <laughs> it's massive, and it was. Yeah, I don't know how you're completing that story in thirty hours. I mean, you'd have to speed run it. Yeah. Yeah, I and not get actually, distracted by anything. No, no, yeah, you'd have to like completely stick rigidly yeah. to the blood. And also, I think they might even have said twenty-five hours. I can't remember, but they said something, and like months later, no one seemed to really call them out on it. And it was just like, by the way, that just totally wasn't true. The game was vast. Like, yeah, they, they just they massive. they said that, and it was actually nothing in the end. But anyway, mm. there you go. Uh, Wolf Among Us Two, apparently happening. Uh, 2023 going to release episodically yeah. the uh, you know the the long sort of celebrated kind of almost culty the wolf among us it was one it's of those great. 154 really you know games that telltale yeah. made that were, that were kind of they were all the same game but it, it depended on the skin that it was in and if you like the skin it was in then you know also, you had a good time I, I thought wolf among us had a really good story it was one that i really enjoyed and it actually yeah. made me buy um 
some of the fables, graphic novels, Ooh. Um, to learn more, you know, about the world oh, and bloody stuff. Hell. Huh. So I'm looking forward to this because I thought of, of all the Telltale games, this was um, it was kind of the first spin-off from Walking Dead. Um, yeah, not spin-off. You know what, what I mean? It? Sort of follow-up. No, sort of follow-up. Before follow up, the, before yeah. they turned their hand to everything and made far too many games. And yeah, you're right. It was like the, the second. Ground. What was it like? 2013. That yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Ten years obviously comes after the closure and then sort of reopening of Telltale Games. So mm-hmm. lots of the people who worked on the original uh, Wolf Among Us aren't working on this because they lost. I think half the team. I think half of the team are, are yeah. back. So that's yeah. yeah, that's something. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. Mm. I saw some some people obviously very very hurt on uh, Twitter that that was once their their you know their thing and obviously they were made redundant and now not a part mm. of it and so it'll be but yeah h- half the team is is, is something eh? um, yeah. and if you like the original you're probably going to like it it is episodic though but they've promised that they'll bloody well get them all finished before they none of this you know life is strange too uh, do you want one in January and then one in mm. like June it's like you know <laughs> yeah like keep your schedule come on whatever one every three months but actually one of them gets delayed for like another two months it's like yeah, what? It was I can't silly. remember what happened yeah um, that was silliness but yeah also apparently it's an Unreal Engine this uh, Wolf Among Us 2 rather than mm. the uh, the other one so don't know how it'll look it had a really cool style the first Wolf Among Us didn't it it did yeah I liked it I liked sort it of, uh, I tell you what this one this is kind of cool um mm. Well, it's funny. I find it funny because I I don't care, but I know lots of people do care. Um, Scalebound Studio wants to talk with Xbox about resurrecting Scalebound, which was cancelled. So this is Platinum, Platinum Games. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm up for this. I'm I'm alright with this. I'd, I'd like to see I, Scalebound come out. Yeah, yeah. But I think most. I think the general concept. Well, actually, no statistically the opposite must be true because it got cancelled but I think a lot of people would be up for this um, yeah. so Platinum Games President Atsushi Inaba and Vice President Hideki Kamiya um, they were they was, they were asked about the game in an interview with IGN Japan uh, it was translated by Video Games Chronicle uh, quote uh, Kamiya has always wanted to do Scalebound so we'd like to have a proper discussion with Microsoft that was Inaba and then Kamiya said uh, added further comments calling on Phil Spencer to get things rolling saying quote Quote, we did a lot of work on it, uh, and it's no use Microsoft keeping the game in its current form. I think Microsoft has the IP, effectively. Um, yeah. So we'd like to do something about it. And then he laughed, and he said, Phil, let's do it together. Um, which is which is nice, though perhaps a little bit annoying if you're Phil Spencer and someone's... Do, do you remember... <laughs> Come on, Phil. Do you remember Come recently... On, <laughs> what was that? That, that slow-building beef between... Um, Oh, God. What was it? It was The Rock and Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Right, yeah. And, and <laughs> I think it was Vin Diesel did put out, put out some public statement that sort of said... Um, Oh, come on. I think The Rock should do it. It's basically all up to The Rock now. Come on yeah. home, Dwayne. That's brilliant, though, that. And then, like, Dwayne Johnson was just like, uh, we spoke privately. I made it very clear I'm not doing it. It's massively unprofessional what he's done and actually really manipulative. Like, fuck you, and I know yeah. I'm not doing it. So, like, if I was Phil Spencer, I'd be like, Hideki? 
we had a meeting about this. Mm. We did hard research. Not enough people are interested. Don't bait me publicly. Like, the <laughs> mm. I, mean, I just read this news and I was like, that's not really on. Well, I mean, Phil Spencer's sort of silence is, is kind of deafening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. he said, Phil said, uh, Big Philly Spence said in February of 2020, uh, well, this was where Platinum basically made it clear that they did want to bring it back. Um, and but a few months later, uh, Phil Spencer was quoted as saying that that Scalebound was quote something we've all moved past. Uh, so whether these new talks about Scalebound now will lead to anything, who knows? I'd love uh, to know what led to its cancellation. What what the the issue was? Well, this because this, when I saw I it at the preview what? stage, it looked. Oh it yeah, looked, you quite liked it, didn't you? I thought it looked good. I didn't get to play it, but I watched a, a demo of it, and it looked interesting. You know, it had yeah. that co-op gameplay and stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like dragons of all and the... shit. It's a platinum action game. You know, it's Kamiya. Yeah, it looks, like it of all good. the things to get cancelled, it's like I can't really see why this would be one of them. Like, yeah, and also it's an like Xbox no... exclusive. Like, yeah, this is the sort of thing. And it was Xbox green. Xbox needs. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it was all green. And yeah, it was all green. I know. Now, this is this is probably the un- unpopular opinion in, in, you know, in the room, but I'll voice it to counterpoint Riches. I took one look at it and said, absolutely not, and under no circumstances. I, th- I thought it looked rubbish. Um, Show you weapons, mate. Come on. Uh, well, okay, so the dragon, first of all, and this isn't, this isn't nothing. His name, was Th- his name was but- Thuban, which <laughs> sounds like either toilet cleaner or throat medicine. Yeah. Uh, se- second point, the guy wears headphones, despite it being... So it's like... It was, it, it's funny. I originally remember Scalebound sort of being publicly known at the same time as Horizon Zero Dawn. And it, and it sort of felt like this little mini movement in games that never really happened, which is to say, we're going to do something that's traditionally sort of old, like medieval or whatever, but it's actually going to be futuristic. And so Horizon was like, dinosaurs, but robots. And Scalebound was like, dragons and stuff, but also... A really, really, really... (laughs) The most unimaginative take on Dante from Devil May Cry one could possibly come up with, but also he's wearing tin can headphones for no reason in a sort of fantasy land. It's weird. His name was Drew as well, which is quite mundane. His name name was Drew, which is funny. And it's like, we're we're getting, uh, what's it called, Forspoken now, which kind of is like, I guess, PlayStation's version of Scalebound. Because it's like, yeah... that looks kind of eh I to agree, me as yeah. well. Though. I mean, yeah, quietly, uh, I agree with you on that mm. one. It, I'm just not a big fan of you know goblins and stuff like that v- yeah. fantasy vibe. I, you know, yeah, anyway. Lord of the Rings, fine, but yeah, oh, generally Lord of the Rings, speaking, absolutely, yeah. I'm, and, not, and I'm, I, not, I'm not a goblin fella. I'm not a goblin fella, but I will follow the goblins if it leads to good stuff. Uh, case in point, Witcher 3 is a fantastic video game. That's got little goblins in it, yeah. It's got but a load of see, little goblins in it. They deploy the goblins sparingly. They do? <laughs> yeah, they're not all over the place. They're not it's all hither and one, yon. <laughs> one thing I don't like is uh, a goblin that's been deployed unsparingly. <laughs> yeah, the goblins all over the place. Yeah. Calm down too, with the goblins. Too many goblins take it back to the shop. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no, I, I just, oh, yeah, scale bound, I always just, when that got cancelled or whatever, I just went, okay. I, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. But it's Kamiya. I would play it. I like Platinum Games. If, you know, Phil Spencer ends up making it happening, go for it. Um, Calls in your court, Phil. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Phil. 
Come on, Phil. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Look, um, man, if it's got crunchy, lovely Platinum Games oh, yeah, combat, you yeah. know, what, what yeah. more do you need? And what dragons um, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Get rid of the headphones. What was the name yeah. of that thing that we... What, oh, God. There was a Platinum Games game that we played recently. Oh, Babylon's Fall. Oh, God, yeah. There's a demo of that coming out, I think, next week. Maybe we should uh, reassess it. But, yeah, we played that and we weren't impressed, were we? No. no. Platinum like, Games Platinum yeah. Games not always going to deliver, by the way. They often do, and when they do, it's great, but they're not, you know not 100% hit-rate studio. Let's not right. forget that. There's two. There's two platinum games, isn't there? There's the ones behind Bayonetta, Vanquish, and all those, you know, really great action games. And there's true. I think there must be like a B team, and they just come up with stuff that's just <laughs> pretty uninspired. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. Um, I know. T- you know. Fair enough if you like it. But I, Look, yeah, man. I'll th- play that Babylon's Fall demo, and I'll give it another chance. You're um, excited because you because it reminds you of Babylon Five. No, because it reminds me of Babylon Zoo. Oh, Babylon Zoo, hit, yeah. And their hit Spaceman. Uh, Spaceman. I ads. always wanted you to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. And he stuff. was from the Midlands, wasn't he? So brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So you loved him. Yeah. Um, oh, you have and to. La- last but not least, a little peppering of Nintendo news. They did their direct the other day. Um, highlights for me. Well, highlights, well. Mario Kart 8 is the game that keeps on giving. It's getting yeah. a ridiculous booster course DLC. Which With 90-odd tracks. 48. Which, you know. There's 48 remastered courses that are coming in six waves between now and the end of 2023 with eight courses per wave. And the it's courses come... It, it, I mean, it's a lot. But I think they're kind of going... This kind of puts the kibosh on that Mario Kart 9 rumour, or at least... That's probably not happening until the end of 2023 then. Do you remember that one yeah. where it's like, they're doing Mario Kart 9 and it's going to have a twist, but we don't know what it is. Triple dash. Triple dash. But mm. with this one, it's like, I think they're kind of doing an Omega collection. It's like, all right, we're not doing one for a while, but should we just pipe it full of like all the legacy tracks for people? Please like, don't remind me that there's no wipeout <laughs> and hasn't been for ages. Listen, this don't upsetting. worry about it. Don't worry about it. All, all I, Listen, all eyes on Fire Sprite. That's all I'll say. Mm. Um, but yeah, this one, the big deal with this is it's twenty two forty nine if you want the booster course thing, but it's also free. Is that free. the next wipeout set? <laughs> <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Sounds like a good year. Sequel to 2049, indeed. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's free with the expansion pack, which is kind of a huge thing. So if you have the Nintendo 64 thing, you're just going to get you get, oh, get right. these ones as, as part of your subscription, which is kind oh, of that's huge. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Uh, the big takeaway for me from that thing, we're gonna we'll, we'll end on this. You know, last but definitely not least, mm-hmm. uh, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. It's a game we knew was happening. Oh, I love Kirby. He can, he can swallow a car. He swallows a car. So they've got mouthful mode where Kirby mm. seems to sort of suck up inanimate objects and absorb their power. There's a Kirby vending machine where he swallows a vending machine and spits drink cans at enemies. There's oh, a Kirby car. Uh, why they Carby. didn't call it Kirby, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I, I, like that's an easy opportunity there but it swallows a car and poodles about as a car uh, it's genius and there's one where he swallows a cone and looks like a cone and cone bee points cone bee and points and sort of pokes people yeah. with his co- coney little head oh that's um, brilliant I've got to be honest, I don't think I'm looking forward to a game more than Kirby at least in the first half of this year 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds brilliant. I think it's terrific. And, well, mm. yeah, there's one where he swallows a little cherry picker and his head extends upwards. Oh, my God. So, incredible. You know, make of that what you will. Anyway, it's time to summon Matt from upstairs because it's right. time uh, for boss fight. So, right, prepare. Okay. I'll, prepare. I'll, I'll get him. I shall summon him. You do the summoning and uh, put your helmet on because we're going to get right. nasty. Tie the Tasmanian Tigers coming back. Coming back. Coming back. Tie the Tasmanian Tigers coming back. Ty is back. Ty's coming back. Ty is back. back. I'm pumped because I love Ty. Ty was my your guy. He was my guy. Mm. He had big red shorts. Yeah. He was fighting the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh yeah. Did he have a tood? He had a root tood. He had a root tood. <laughs> yeah. And he had a boomerang. It's that time of the week. That time of the pod. It's time for. Boss fight. We're joined by Matt from upstairs. Hello, Matt from upstairs. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm ready to beat Rich. Sweet. Not again. Sweet. So, fingers on buzzers, and please try to guess the business, the organisation, the setup, the structure, the foundation, the institution, the group, the hierarchy, or the team mm-hmm. from a video game or series of my choosing. Clue number one. I comprise members around the world. With a view to manipulating international events. Hmm. Stop. This already sounds familiar. Oh, Matt Lorigan. Is it the the Federal Bureau of Control from Control? I like it. Incorrect. I like your style, though. That is what that is, sort of, I think. Uh, <clears throat> incorrect. Clue number two. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave that one. That'll be a spicy one for later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clue number two. My first appearance in a video game was in 2004. And that game was much maligned. Oh. Okay. Maligned. Mm. Yeah. Much maligned. Clue number three. My series has 28 (coughs) video games. What? And the first but, one was in 2004. Well, but no, I, no. The first appearance uh, of this organisation, Rich. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, go on, yeah. But I have only appeared in two of those games. Hmm. And, for legal reasons, I was not mentioned by name. Stop. Rich Walker. Is it Shadowloo from Street Fighter? Incorrect, but but good guess. Hmm. Clue number four. My leader has been known to change his appearance in order to elude the authorities. Oh. Oh. Ah. Ay, ay, ay. Clue number five. I may be appearing in an upcoming video game, but that game doesn't have a release date yet. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it Spectre from the video game adaptation of Die Another Day? It is, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Incorrect. Okay. There wasn't a video game for Die Another Day, was there? Was there not? No. Okay. Okay. I think you're on the right lines, though. 
Is it Spectre? Oh, hold on. Stop. <laughs> is it Spectre from James Bond Agent Under Fire? Incorrect. Which was the 2004 game? I don't know, man. I really don't uh, know. It's, it's Spectre, isn't it? But it's from... Oh, for fuck's sake. Hold on. But also, do we... It's a maligned Bond If they're not named in the game... This is the problem. If they're not named in the game, what name are we going for? Are we going for Spectre, or are we going for the fake name they were given? Hold on. Well, I'm thinking... The games I'm thinking of from 2004 weren't maligned at all. What was that, like Nightfire? Nightfire wasn't maligned. Everything or Nothing wasn't maligned. From Russia With Love wasn't maligned. So there's one amid all that that was, and I can't put my finger on it. And I own them all as well. Hold on, stop. Rich Walker. It's Spectre from GoldenEye Rogue Agent. And this week's winner. Well done, Rich, well done. I got there. Walker, yeah, it was quite a controversial one. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, clue number one comprise members from around the world with a view to manipulating international events mm-hmm. obviously uh, clue number two first appearance in a video game was in 2004 and that game was much rely- much maligned yes mm. true mm-hmm. it was uh, and it was also a very very silly video game but it was quite fun <laughs> yeah. uh, 28 video games in the series those are official video games right but Bond video games yeah. there are also yeah, yeah, yeah. random ones for like the Commodore but James you, Bond you, you, Robocard indeed yeah. Uh, well, yeah, not that, but uh, but I've only appeared in two. <clears throat> yeah. And for legal reasons, was not mentioned by name, which, of course, also affected the Daniel Craig films until the lawsuit was settled and we had Spectre. Those two games are GoldenEye Rogue Agent, where I was referred to simply as a powerful criminal organisation, members obviously including members of Spectre. Can I, what is the legal Can I guess the other one? Yeah. I don't understand that. And the other one, Octopus. which is which is brilliant, is <laughs> from Russia with Love on the PS2 from EA Redwood Shores, starring Sean Connery, yeah. uh, in which my logo was the same, but I was referred to as Octopus in all capital letters, Amazing. which I just think is one of the best bits of video game Do you know what the ever. acronym was? But very, very well done to Rich Walker. I did have another clue, <clears throat> but I felt... <laughs> Yeah. You and you and Matt were pretty hot on the trail, so I didn't even get a yeah, chance Matt, to say I mean, it. But Matt, Matt got there Matt slightly it. before, yeah. and then. But yeah, clue number six actually was just going to be. I've also appeared in uh, in in books and films, and my most recent appearance in film uh, was in twenty twenty one, right? Because they were mm. in uh, Ujima Watsits. No time, yeah. no time. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> so can, they were, weren't they? That's what, what took the a legal issues were with having Spectre in a licensed Bond game. But the, yeah, the, so the Bond license is split up all over the place, isn't it? It's not just um, silly. One ridiculous. Thing. It's not. Well, it's got to do with the guy who who wrote the script. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, because that's why they ends up splitting off the Bond films, right? There was like a weird one where Sean Connery came back. Was there? Did that ever never come say out? Never that... again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, did, yeah. So the, the the guy that wrote the screenplay for Thund- Thunderball was the first one in which Spectre was named, though it appeared in 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 I think. Or was it the first book? I can't remember. But it was to do with, yeah, the guy, Never Say Never Again was effectively, he was allowed to, I think, remake Thunderball. And so he made, and he, so he did, but he called it Never Say Never Again. And he was mm. allowed to have Spectre in that. And they couldn't 
in the official Eon things, they couldn't say Spectre yeah, until weird. that that guy's estate, his family, that guy passed away. I don't know when, right. and his family finally decided to sell up and say, "Okay, here you go. Yeah. You can finally use." And that's why in the Daniel Craig ones, they came up with Quantum. Quantum, instead. isn't it? That that was meant to be Spectre, um, and then they had to re sort of like uh, work it out. And they were it was like, "Oh yeah, Quantum was a part of Spectre. It was it was <laughs> yeah. it was a smaller part of Spectre." Very, very uh, clunky. But mm. there you go. Yeah, well done. Well done. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks. Also, right. thanks, Matt. I mean, you, you had a hand in that as well. So Yeah, I, deserve, I, no- I normally you know. I normally try and be a bit craftier about it if I think I know what it is, yeah. but I can't quite get there. But I don't know. James, you're, you're very James Bond uh, well-versed in the Bond stuff. Well, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised it took you that long to remember mm. just the much maligned one from 2004. Yeah. Because yes. the, the thing is, they are mostly rubbish, right? But not yeah. many of them are actually properly maligned. Is that not because mm. it had the GoldenEye name? Because GoldenEye was so well-loved, was, was it not kind of more scrutiny? <laughs> literally had a fellow Let with me the tell you what, <laughs> that, that certainly didn't help matters. Mm. Um, but separately to that... Um, I th- I th- it, th- actually, funnily enough, the game that really got stung by the name was GoldenEye 007 on the Wii... Um, yeah, you know that. Mm. Was fair, it? Sorry, fairly, sorry. Um, fairly decent game though. One, <laughs> it's not bad by any stretch. It's one of the better Bond yeah. games, but it's not a good GoldenEye. Like, was it GoldenEye Reloaded? Was that what it was called? I think it yeah, was just like released as 007 on the Wii, and then I think when it was yeah. ported oh, to yeah, Xbox ported. and PlayStation, they whacked Reloaded on GoldenEye it. GoldenEye Reloaded. And that's the one that really got stung by the name, whereas GoldenEye Rogue Agent did get stung by the name, but actually also it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will do it as well, right? Um, but yeah, I had it on the Nintendo DS because it was the second game after the Metroid Prime Hunters demo to actually do... The whole thing on the DS was like it can do first-person shooters. Sort of, if you wear the thumb thumb strap thing. Oh, the little thumb strap! I forgot that was how it was done. Right? (laughs) Everyone forgets about the bloody. Yeah, it was funny. It was rubbish, but I had fun anyway. Thank you very much to Matt from upstairs. Better luck next week. Uh, It's about that time to hear from the listeners. And I once had an encounter with Joss Stone in a hotel in London. It was around the launch of the Ghostbusters video game. Remember that? Are you going to call? Joss Stone! Okay. There was an event in this hotel, and she was being shown around the hotel reception for some reason by a member of the hotel staff, and she was carrying her little dog. Joss Stone! And um, the hotel staff member who was showing around uh, sort of gestured towards us. It was like me and some other journos went, Are these people with you? To Joss Stone. Are these people with you? To Joss Stone. And she gave the most, like, unbelievable look of disgust <laughs> at the very notion. <laughs> she was like, no. And we were all just like, charming. I think it's fair to say that I'm a very emotional human being. Charming. Questions, theories, comments, queries. You send them in, and we will talk about them Possibly. Yeah. This one from Joseph Murphy. Uh, any older Activision or Blizzard IPs that you'd like to see Microsoft resurrect? He says, I used to love Vigilante 8 back in the day, and mm. Hexen was uh, was underrated, though it got completely overshadowed by Doom and Quake at the time. Slim chance aren't of either they, ever coming aren't back. Aren't they doing mind. a spiritual successor to Hexen? I, th- I thought I remember. Or have um, they done it? I can't remember. I think they might have done it, but I but. remember when the acquisition happened. I remember uh, Phil Spencer said 
one of the, one of the things he said. Oh, I think I think we've got Hexen now. And okay. He like, men- mentioned that one by name. So like, but I don't know whether I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether that actually. But he might have just been. It might have been a candid moment, and he thought, "Oh Christ, we've actually got Hexen." Uh, but no, yeah. One of the other things that was I was sort of looking down the roster of those old Activision Blizzard things. I have to say, there wasn't. They're not a company I'm terrifically fond of in terms of like back catalogue. Do you have yeah. any kind of cherished, um, uh, you know? I, I mean, I guess like <laughs> Crash Crash Bandicoot. But that's, mean, yeah, cherished is going a little far. Cherished is a little far, and also yeah. Crash Bandicoot's a weird one because that's that's one of the ones. Why well, it's had to a remember. sequel, hasn't it? Well, it's had it, Crash Bandicoot before. Yeah, it totally has, but and also mm. it doesn't really feel like an act of like it feels like yeah, it's an Activision thing, just just because it is because that's a fact. But, but it, it doesn't, doesn't need really feel. Because it's it doesn't been really, resurrected. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. need resurrecting because there is a new one. Yeah, and and yeah, it's sort of it, I don't know. Just, I I always have to remind myself that Activision actually owns Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it's like one of those weird. But no, I don't really have any like fond. I get, yeah, Hexen would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, we did a feature on um, Xbox achievements, and we our, our list was like Blur, Prototype, Pitfall, <laughs> um, a new Spyro. <laughs> I think was prototype Dark Watch, Activision. which I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, prototype. Yeah, um, Singularity, which I thought was a fairly deep cut. <laughs> True yeah, Crime. Singular- yeah, bloody Singularity. Starcraft yeah, singularity. Ghost is the obvious one for a lot of people. As That's well. the big one. Yeah, that yeah. is the big one. Yeah, I guess uh, like prototype. I, lots of the ones that I would care about, like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, are just still going. Yeah, but Spyro hasn't had a new entry, has it? That had that reignited trilogy, but that's yeah, not it had reignited, sequel. but that's mm. yeah. The whole division between it's a fancy version of the old games and it's a brand new game. When it's something like Spyro, the reignited <laughs> trilogy for me was just as good as a new. Game. I, can't, yeah. I can't remember what the old one. <laughs> no, it didn't really. But yeah, no, yeah. Fair, fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one from uh, Michael Quinn mm-hmm. uh, down in uh, down in Coventry. <clears throat> Lovely. Says, uh, "Hey all, thought I'd message in regard to the conversation about the muck plant. Talking about the old vegan foods that we were nice. uh, comparison. He's saying comparison to the original burger. He says, as someone who's a sucker for any food item that says new on the packet, I'm always up for trying new foods and snacks, including vegan foods. So with the muck plant being released, I decided to go for it, as well as a purchase of a normal cheeseburger. So, so Michael's actually oh. done." Got side-by-side side comparison. Full-on side-by-side. He says, Brilliant. I initially started eating the McPlant and thought it wasn't too bad. Just tasted like a burger van kind of burger, but nothing too nasty or weird. It wasn't until doing a direct comparison did I notice the massive taste difference. Uh, after eating the normal burger and going back to the McPlant, it just made the McPlant taste off and was not really very enjoyable at all. I, he says, I think if I hadn't had a normal burger, I'd probably have no issues with the McPlant. But unfortunately, the OG has put the vegan one to shame. Uh, saying that, I suppose for vegans, just eating the McPlant, they they might not have had the normal one in a while. They probably wouldn't have any issues. Uh, thanks for the pod, yeah. guys. Keep up the good work. Michael from Coventry. P.S. Cheers. Uh, can't wait for Josh to uh, read this email out in six months' time. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, Very he's nice. got to it sooner. There you go. Fair um, enough, yeah. Okay, so we've established that the McPlant doesn't bear up to uh, side-by-side direct I comparison. think you need to have... I think what needs to happen is, right, you need to have a McPlant for one, because you're, um, you're the sort of proper vegan, but yeah. you need to have the McPlant first... 
And then you need to write down your thoughts in a little notebook. Go mm. good, bad, ugly, whatever, right? And then do basically do what Michael did, I guess. Um, except you're an actual vegan. So it probably has been quite a long time since you had a, a normal burger, right? Not a that meat, long. I've been, I've been vegan for about three years now, I think. Well, that's, that's a, a fair old... You'd be surprised how our memories lie to us after three years. I, I think I think yeah. if you if you had a McPlant and thought, oh, yeah, that tastes... And then you had an actual, like, meat burger, you might go through a similar thing to Michael. That's what we need. We need the Rich Walker test. But, you well, know, maybe without the actual meat bit, obviously, because yeah. that would violate your, uh, your ethical... But if you just did the vegan one, I would be intrigued. I'll tell you what does taste good, knowing that no dead animal is in in it. That's, yeah. that's, that's good to know. Although, unfortunately, it doesn't quite taste as nice, though. Well, yeah, <laughs> it tastes good enough, though, and a cow gets to live. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the morals are quite tasty. Deep-fried yeah. morals. Exactly, delicious. Uh, Kieran HD says, predictions on a multi-billion dollar acquisition for next week. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, P.S., you can rate podcasts on Spotify now, and you've got a solid five stars. Nice, based on two reviews. Thank you very much. Probably. Well, <laughs> I think he probably... <laughs> I think he means he's just given us five. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> Rather than that's our current... Oh, hey, maybe he does mean that. Maybe we have got five. Don't overall. know, don't know. It's good shit, it's good shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, what do, you, what, do you, what do you reckon? Multi-billion dollar... Someone's going to buy Sega. That'd be fun. Uh, well, I heard, um, well, saw a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing, and I, for one, agree massively. Someone well, it seems buy like Konami. That's likely. Yeah. Someone buy Konami. Because what are they doing? Nothing. Buy fucking Konami. Well, apparently they've got a load of shit in the pipeline, but they just haven't revealed oh, have anything they? yet. Nah, well, they've given it all that about, oh, yeah, it was po- 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 possibly a sna- it. Snake Eater remake. Oh, we're giving Silent Hill to, like, fucking 50 people. Or, oh, um, they, they, they're talking about... Something's going on at Konami. But but I agree. Yeah, if, if Microsoft or if PlayStation just, like, turn around and just bought them, I'd, I'd, I'd think, oh, that's They good. need acquiring. They're the sort of place that needs to be acquired and someone shove a rocket up their ass and get them actually making <laughs> something instead of going yeah we might do it yeah. just fucking do something do what was it. the last thing Konami even made that stupid Contra Rogue Core or whatever it was uh, probably a Pro Evo it may, yeah it, it actually makes me angry if I think about um, <laughs> Konami too much it, it, it's upsetting <laughs> they've got all these great IPs and they're just lying there yeah, Michael chimes in with uh, Microsoft is buying Sega next, right? That would only be three billion compared to Activision's seventy billion, uh, and they've been working with them to get the Yakuza games on Game Pass. Maybe Jim Ryan should snap up, should re-strengthen ties with Sega. You know, so who knows? I, I think it's funny, like those those kinds of companies. I mean, Sega's just doing pretty well, to be fair. Konami's the one that's really shit in the bed. I think Sega would be a, a good get. Sorry, S- some- Sega. Sorry. Sega, Sega. Yeah, no, yeah. that would be a good um, a good one to have, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, if you're going to make an acquisition, that would be a good one. Yeah, fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Uh, this one from uh, Ryan Gibson. Well, i tell you what, we'll end on this one from Ryan Gibson. Right? All right. Any um, relation to Mel? Oh, get back to us on that, Ryan. Yeah, because uh, we had. Um, and are you disappointed in uh, in him? Yeah, well, because we had Steven Soderbergh's son the other yeah. week, didn't we? 
So we, was, we get loads of famous people's uh, uh, offspring. Their offspring. Corresponding, uh, well, it, yeah. This one from the oft-forgotten Ryan Gibson. Um, yeah. says, All right, lads, enjoy the pod every week and keeps me going through my night shift. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Been thinking that the UK, quite underrepresented as a setting in video games. Uh, so uh, if you could pick one of the home nations or a certain part of the country to feature in a specific video game, what would it be? He says, for example, I think Scotland would be a good setting for a Resident Evil game. Loch Ness Ooh. for your classic resi water set piece, Edinburgh Castle for the mansion, and Glasgow, Glasgow Necropolis for your scary cemetery have area. A, a scary sort of Kelpie demon horse. Yeah. That'd be cool. Also, one of the best bits of uh, Ryan's uh, email is that at the bottom it says, sent from the all-new AOL app for Android. So I, I, I like that. I always awesome. enjoy those little... Bringing AOL back. Who Did you have to get AOL? all those little discs out of the magazine? <laughs> the AOL discs. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, that's a really good shout, just Scotland. For, mm. for, for, for I really like that. He, and he's well, bang on with... Valhalla, you can, you can go to Scotland. It's worth That's true. Out. Well, I sort of meant Scotland for for Resi. That would be like a really good like because uh, it, it those were those sort of uh, places that Ryan mentions. That'd be cracking. Loch Ness. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the Del Lago fight from four. But you know, that'd be cracking. That mm, true, um, true, true. I would say it's a it's it's a cla- it's an obvious one. It is an obvious one, but it it shouldn't it shouldn't be forgotten. Uh, Grand Theft Auto London. Hmm. That, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's like the big one that probably just won't happen now because they, they're, you know, very American. Why do I feel like we've had a major game set? Well, we in had London Watch Dogs recently. Legion. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's the one. That's, that's exactly that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. that was, but that, you know, that's one. And like Rockstar's mm. take on it would be, I, I think, intangibly better. I don't know whether they'd come up with, <clears throat> you know, a fake name. Like it wouldn't actually be called London, it'd be called yeah. like fucking. Dunlan. D- d- <laughs> <laughs> It'd be called Dunlington. Nodol. Nodol. Dunlington sounds good. Dunling, Dunlington, Dunlington <laughs> in the county of Nodol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say GTA in London. Or wait, have we had a good game mm-hmm. set in Antarctica? Uh, what about the Thing game? That's the only one I can think of as well. Um, and it's be. great for horror. Cold Fear? Was, that, you was f- that down that end of Well, it? that was sort of on the sea. But it might have been in Antarctic waters, actually. Mm. Uh, did you tell me that you'd spoken to... Uh, was there going to be a dead space? Or was there a dead space that was like set in an icy place? Well, Dead Space 3. Oh, yeah. That's what you're thinking of, isn't it? Yeah, um, actually it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that had so much potential as a setting. But did they kind of screw the pooch on that? I don't think I played yeah, three. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it wasn't as good as the other two, basically. I can't remember why now. It was ages ago. 2013, was it? It came out? Oish. Yeah, yeah, so I, don't, I, I remember very little about that game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Mainly not, not Dead good Space in, one. A, in and of itself, is it? <laughs> yeah. The first two mm. Dead Spaces were... were, were yeah, yeah, cracking. Anyway, that will just about do us. Thank you very much uh, to hear, hear from the listeners. Mm. And thank you to Adam Cook, Andy B, Colin Mahone for the stings, for the memories. Mm. Thank mm-hmm. you to uh, to Rich Walker for, for the weekly co-piloting oh, as well. 
You don't need to thank me for that. <laughs> get yourself off Snapchat. Get yourself off Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter at Richie W eight two to uh, to complain at Rich about. Uh, whoa, 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 what? What would they complain to Rich about? The scarcity of vegan chocolate because he'll love that and he'll agree with you. Uh, yeah. Complain to at Joshy Wise about. Assassin's Creed not being Assassin's Creed anymore uh, at videogamer.com tweet me with your questions email me podcast at videogamer.com with your rambles head on over to videogamer.com for all your gaming needs and we will see you and speak to you through your ears next week it's goodbye from yep. me goodbye and it's goodbye from Rich Walker goodbye